Howdy, folks. This is Adam West, and you're listening to, oh, my God, Anything Goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. Smoother than a stripper's area. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we're back from the break, and joining us in the studio, the star of a television show called Mr. D is with us and also a comedian for many years, Mark Forward. Yay! Yay. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm good. I I was just in Western Canada in Calgary, and I saw some of your tweets that you were in Vancouver. I was. I was. And how was that? Oh, man. Not to get fired from the company I work for, but holy fuck, what a mess that new club is. Oh, is it seriously a mess? Holy fuck. Man, my sister obviously loves, she loves you, by the way. She saw your Craig Ferguson, and she's like, oh, I love that guy. She's like, but just so you know, that building where Yuck Yucks is, I think it should be imploded, is what she said. And my sister's a sneakier version of it. First of all, what a terrible weekend to be in Vancouver when they are in the playoffs, and, I mean, that's going to affect the numbers. Yeah, but I lucked out because they were off for the three days I was there. Oh, were they? Yeah. Oh, okay. No game was played while I was there. Oh, so you can't blame that for having how many people in the audience? Numbers were good. I had no problem with the numbers. Oh, I thought you had made a joke about 12 people or something. Uh, the oh, Thursday, but that was a joke, Darren. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Thursday was weak, but the rest of the weekend was good. Okay. And um, But no, it was more the management that I had a problem oh, with. Oh, really? What yeah. was... Uh... Oh, they just they hang you out to dry. Can you, can you take a beer on stage in Vancouver? Yes. Okay, all right. Someone yeah. told me you couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. No, I just had some really vicious... Um, not hecklers, just not... E- I call hecklers and then just people that are assholes. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind hecklers. I can deal with that. But when they're just out of control and these people are out of control, and then when it gets to a point where the audience is telling them to fuck off. Right. They should be done something about it, of course. Yeah. And the last thing you think is, oh, they're going to get another drink. And right. That's what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then a guy in the audience, I didn't even have to say anything. A guy in the audience yelled, what the fuck? When they placed another uh, can of booze in front yeah, of the guy like or something like that? Yeah, like the whole table got another round. It was like, what the fuck's going on? Congratulations, <laughs> you just pissed off your 1,000th comedian. Yeah, and I mean, I don't like being dramatic, but I walked off. I was just like, I'm yeah. done. And uh, the crowd, of course. Then I just left it to the crowd, and they figured it out. And then I came back up and just did another 10 minutes. But, yeah, it was it was, and it, it was not one night. Like, if I, I could forgive one night. Right. But this was the second night that it happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. That they just yep. kept feeding them alcohol. So I don't, I don't want to turn this into a big West Coast, East Coast thing, but yeah. I've, I've worked with you before yeah. in clubs where I've seen you can get very, very uh, angry yeah. and mean at the audience. Yeah. But you almost, I mean, you, I, I've seen you divide a room where you're sort of angry at one section, and then you'll turn to the other half of the room, and you'll just sort of wink to let everyone know this is all part of a joke. Yeah. Do you and then but when do you find that uh, that like other like did you find the West Coast not take you seriously when you sort of just let it in that it's all just no, a gag? No, I just think um, when it's a gag, it's a gag, right? Like, but this was like not one single person told these people to be quiet like R- through the entire set, like through the entire show. So from MC to me, no one had had spoken to them in any way, right? Whatsoever. I've never seen that before. And then when I talked to the manager at the end, he said, uh, "I don't appreciate you airing your grievances." Whoa! <laughs> Who did he expect you to go to? Whoa! Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was pretty nuts. Well, pretty that nuts. you know that of course is obviously a new manager. Uh, yeah, yeah. Guy very... around comedy not very long. 
True. To, you know, he's going to, like, I'm not going to be there probably. Like, I've heard rumors that it's not going to last, and I've heard other things. Oh, and, but, uh, you know, if that's the truth, then I won't even be playing there. But, I, yeah, I won't put up with that shit either. Yeah, I'll just be it, like, fuck this. It was, a, it, was, uh, it was a lot to handle. But do you ever see it from his side of the, it was like, well, it looked like you were having fun with them. Um, this you were was shouting. Not fun. This and... was not fun. When, when the rest of the audience is telling these people to go this, fuck yeah, themselves yeah, and that's that's not fun. Yeah, yeah. And he's he was sitting there. He was sitting watching the at show their table and smiling, applauding. <laughs> oh it was God. weird. It was really weird. Well, you know, sometimes. But they're having fun. They're drinking. Come yeah, on. Yeah. No. Were, were they another nationality and didn't understand how comedy That's works? That's how it usually starts. No, they were, um, I don't want to say strong women, but they were <laughs> strong women. Very that strong women. made a decision that they weren't going to leave no matter what. Right. Oh. So. Man. Sounds and the like other somebody guy, Dave would date. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. my seat. Yeah. You would have enjoyed them. Lovely. You could just open the door. Look, Sarah McLaughlin's playing over there. And they just run and close yeah. the door. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was pretty strong-minded, and she made her mind up that she wasn't going. And then the other guy was just a meathead that, that uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was in Calgary, and, and uh, it's just, I don't know, it's some kind of West Coast thing because, you know, I, I talked to a guy in the front, I call him fucky, whatever, and then this girl, just uh, 10 minutes in, he's calling you fucky because you're drunky, drunky because you're fucky, like, and she thought that was the funniest thing she'd ever heard. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, great. It's, ladies and gentlemen, Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe right there. Fucking brilliant. That's, that's, that's Calgary. <laughs> but, you know, what do you do? You just don't play that town again, I guess. Yeah. It's too bad, though, because the club is nice inside and the right. staff are nice. And, and the people were actually coming out. And, and that's the worst. But it was great because this one guy comes over to me when I, when, when I left stage. And, I, I, again, I don't like being that dramatic guy. But I was like, fuck this. This isn't even worth yeah. it anymore. And so I go off the stage and the guy's like, no, no. You are going back up. <laughs> I paid fucking money for this. Whoa. Yeah. So it was, it was, you know, there was good and bad with it. But right. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> I still think at the end of the day, every heckler and asshole think that they're, you know, helping the show and they'll come and shake your hand afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But these, again, these were not hecklers. These were just mean people. Oh. Drunk mean. and high people probably all my like, family. I mean, the one girl fell, like the one girl came back from the washroom and she fell down sitting down <laughs> and then tried <laughs> then trying to argue uh, with me about reason. You right. know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. You don't have any standing anymore. You're you're the clown in the room. Right. No or they would almost the accuse you of embarrassing them. Yeah. He made me fall off my chair yeah. that has four things on the ground that make it harder to fall off of naturally. It, no, I don't think that she so. didn't say any of that. No, Dave. but she, but in her head, she might have been. Yeah, you did a Craig Ferguson show. Was he there for it? Uh, well, the way that Craig Ferguson's taped is they tape the comedian after right. the show. So he's not always, or sometimes they do like five comedians in a row. I don't know that. I've heard in, that before. In my instance, uh, yeah, it was just the show kind of ends. He leaves. He says hello to you and stuff, and then right. and then you just go on right at the end. So. Yeah, it was weird for me because I had to follow. Um, actually, I had to follow Paula Poundstone. Um, did I, am I saying the right person? Yeah, I'm going to say the be. wrong person. I, I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think don't it was remember Paula Poundstone. But anyway, I had to follow a great comedian. Yeah, I can't remember it. But anyway, so yeah, it was it was good though. It was it was a good time. Did you get that? Like you've done Canadian TV and you've done stand up on it, and then yeah. you did had the American experiences. Was there a point during the American one where you really felt like this is the way it should be done? Yeah, one hundred percent. Really? Because I've I've heard that from comics that have gone and done like a comedy a premium blend, or and then you just you're there 
And is it just this amount of professionalism about it, or just because? Yeah, it's professionalism from the moment you walk in the door. Because I remember, I remember when I did my comedy. Now I walked up to the front door, or people were lined up to go and watch the tapings, and so I just walk up to the same door and I say to the guy, uh, "Yeah, I'm taping one of the specials tonight. Can I come inside?" And he just looks at me, and goes, "Yeah, right, you are." <laughs> oh. Like I was like, "I'm like I'd make that shit up just to go to a free taping." <laughs> but I know that someone else saw an episode of the, when they were taping the Drew Carey show that like there were the Writers were right beside, and they were punching up show like the show while yeah. it was being taped. And no, it was great. I mean, you go into a lovely green room with a bar and a server. And what? A, I oh, love it. Yeah, and and I, when you left Craig Ferguson, were you slightly tempted to get back in line and try to get on The Price Is Right? Uh, no, Price Is Right is filmed earlier though. <laughs> yeah. Oh my bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just know it tapes at CBS. I get really but excited. I, I probably get on my Plinko T-shirt. I will say this: when I came in, the the contestants that had won were all sitting in the lobby. <laughs> you guys have a big party together. Waiting. You and like the Shoki Showdown winner could have gone out and celebrated and had drinks together. Yeah, possible. <laughs> they were cute, all cute, right? Well, what did you play, Plinko? Oh my god, I just fucking killed in seven minutes. Yeah, let's go party. <laughs> get hammered. Right? Yeah, but then you'd be like, how many years did you put in to get on the Price Is Right? I know. Look how many years Six of months. comedy I put in to get on this fucking Craig Ferguson guy. To be fair, those people probably did make me. a nice t-shirt. Might have taken, like, not seven years, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's fine. I will <laughs> say this, though. They all were winners, but they all looked weird with their little little price tag name tags. <laughs> <laughs> you should have worn one on your Craig Ferguson. <laughs> like, you were lost or something. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been funny. Mark, <laughs> I'm, <an awesome. laughs> I'm on the wrong lot. Yeah, you should be. Your, your opening joke should be, what do I bid on now? <laughs> Now you one gotta, dollar. You, you got away. One dollar. You got away with a lot of jokes. Uh, not a lot, but a couple of jokes. I was pretty surprised at that they would let go on network television. Yeah, I was. Um, they um, they let me do whatever I want. Really, there was not. Like, I mean, I had to. I had to tell them what I was doing. But, right. But um, no, there was no question of what I was going to say. So it was. It was great. It yeah, I mean, I was really surprised because when John Doerr did Conan, there was like two bits that I was like shocked. If this was like the 80s or 90s, they definitely would not have been able to do. I agree. And uh, then when I saw your set, I felt the same way about two or three jokes. I'm like, wow, they are really kind of loosening what stand-up can be on network television at that hour. I agree. I agree totally. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was really great. And I mean, I mean, I mean, I got more fucking flack from doing a comedy now here than I got. Oh yeah, that them. seems weird to me. Yeah. Well, was, you know, you know, they they had their heads up their fucking assholes for like we don't want you to use a mic stand. It's like, well, oh, I know. Well, yeah. Yeah. What, is, what is wrong with you? Yeah. It's yeah. stand up comedy, you fucking idiot. Yeah, like I someone's going to tune in and go, what is that thing in front of them? What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's basically right because we all know why because they don't want to fucking edit it. Well, yeah. it's because they want to edit around it. They want to so... edit around and cut the shit out of it. Yeah. And then, so I wish, you know, I wish, you know, we've all heard this story of um, Zach. Galifianakis and wearing yeah. the clothing and taking off. I just wish yeah. I'd fucked with them. I just wish. Because, I mean, mine's never aired again. Really? Yeah, I don't mine, know. mine rarely airs. It's got the worst ending in fucking comedy now history. <laughs> it's a blimp. <laughs> a blimp crashes into it, Darren. It, it, it's not even a joke. They take two bits that don't even make sense. They cut them halfway through before the comedy happens. Oh, really? And it's just, and then all of a sudden I just start waving goodbye. It's not The bit's not even over. It just <laughs> jump cuts to me fucking waving goodbye. <laughs> even my mother called me and said, what the hell is that? That's not, that's not even funny. Like, I control it. Like, I'm sitting there going, ah, just have me waving. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wonder who's editing that stuff well it was they never they never uh get someone with a, a genuine sense of comedy timing or anything like that they're just right. like oh here's the eight minute mark just cut it there and then cut to a wide shot of the audience clapping it's kind of great it's been canceled 
Has it been officially? Yeah, it's done. I think so. It's done. Something else will come in its form, but let's hope it's not the same people behind comedy now. Yeah. That's I've, all. I've heard that it's um, it's going to be like a just for laughs kind of thing now, though. Right. Oh. Well, I, my biggest issue with that show was always the fact that they never gave credit uh, to the uh, comedian for writing it. Because oh, really? if you watch most shows, the first yes. credit that comes up is written, written and performed by right. this dude. Yeah, and then true. the first one that comes up on a comedy now is well, created I be... by Sandra Fair. I'm like, what the fuck did you create? A microphone and a stand and a, a comedy well, stage? Well, to be honest, I didn't write my comedy now because the way they edited the end, I think Sandra Fair did write those two stories <laughs> together by the way she edited it, I think. Yep. Man. I now, oh, no, no. She created the lovely sets. She yeah. did. This is when I go, oh, I feel bad. I really like my experience. Experience on comedy now. <laughs> now this summer you're probably going to be going into season two of the D show, right? Yeah, that's correct. We were picked up for another uh, season. And uh, are you also writing on the show? I am. So you wrote on the first season as well, right? I did. Right. And what's that like writing and performing on a show? I mean, I've never done that. Is it is it it's easy one, or? It's one hundred percent fucking awkward. Yeah, <laughs> really? it is one hundred. Do you ever worry awkward. about? Oh man, this is, I'm turning this show into the Mr. Mark show. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, I had one script, and then I story edited on everything else, right? So I had one script, and I and I originally I was in it, and then I wrote myself right out of it because I was like, that's just, it's I. I I don't know. I, I guess I'm too kind to myself or I worry too much. But right. I know most people would just write themselves in. But I was like, no, I can't. The worst the worst part for me, though, is is transitioning from the writer's room where they get no credit right. to then hanging out with the actors. And then the actors feel they have a connection to the writer's room. Yeah. Right. And I don't care how selfless you are as an actor. They all <laughs> fucking want bigger parts. They all sure. fucking want bigger parts. And so that that those days were weird, because like the writers get shit on. They well, just get shit they're, they're the first on. people to blame, and then they're like the last people to be thanked because exactly. everyone sees the actors there, and it's like, oh, those amazing actors! Yeah. Look what they can do. It's you very know? true. I've I've really learned a lot. Like I I, I mean I read, I wrote on the John Doerr show, but that was kind of different because that was just sort of John. Right, Jenny. but you had a lot of leeway on that show. The amount of shit that you would get. Yeah, we got away with a lot of shit yeah. on that one, but. Um, yeah, this one is just, its it's been a real <laughs> learning experience. <laughs> yeah, the thing, act, actors can blame everyone, right? Not only the writers, they can blame the editing, they can blame the direction, they can blame all kinds of things. Yeah. That's the thing, that they get to kind of get that get-out-of-jail-free card. It's amazing, though, I've found that, like, what I learned, because I, I, was, I was one of them, I was one of those people that go, man, these some of these Canadian shows are shit. Who's writing yeah. on this shit? Right. right. But you never knew their names. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You just, Until they're you, yeah. You just lump yeah. them all in and go, those fucking shitholes, right? Yeah. But yeah. now, now I'm like, no, I'm one of those shitholes. <laughs> no. Like, you haven't uh, written on a shitty show yet. No, no, no. Thank you. That's kind. No, but I'm That's serious. So I mean, you know, yeah. uh, I, have, I have not seen Mr. D's show, but I've seen clips, and it's it's good. And I know, the, of course, the John Doerr show was good. I mean, the John Doerr show John still show was is great. the only was a... show. Let me finish, Dave. Okay. Is the only show in the Canadian history of that network that was good. This, Comedy wise, this I'll agree. This there was, was no, agree. you know, there's no competition except Keys to VIP, which I whack off to almost every. <laughs> I don't think it's on any anymore. You must well, be I've watching it on it, YouTube. And I've taped it. Breaking out your VHSs. Yes. <laughs> Can I, I just ask you one quick thing about what yeah. now? Uh, like you're you're writing the script and then yeah. you're also performing on the show. So do you? How do you find the the like the uh, the changes in script? 
going from like the writers' room to what actually gets put on the show. Oh, because I know like a lot of people when they would work on, on it's com- massive. Yeah, I know massive. people that work on uh, Comedy Inc. That, Ooh, look at that, him that dropping. awful show. Listen, to him dropping <laughs> another <laughs> awesome yeah. show that yeah. was on the Comedy. Dave Network. knows some people on I, the Comedy Inc. Show. Whoa, <laughs> shit! We've Why had some on the show. Man. Why are you sitting here? Yeah. <laughs> Watch what I'm going to say next. Uh, Comedy Inc. was not the greatest show, and a lot of pe- the writers and performers would blame the executives because it would have to go through that filter. Do you find that also with the Mr. D show? It's um, like we wrote a funny show. No, I think I think our show is funny. I do. I'm not going to shit on Mr. D. I like I like what we're doing, and I think it can grow and i think it can only become better yeah um no i think i think a lot of things change yeah i mean the what i learned and and yeah on any show things are going to change but what i've learned is is letting go of that control because as a stand-up comic we have so much control right in what we do and when you're a writer you 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 don't have that anymore right it's gone and and you want it like I'd love it if it was my show and I could do whatever I wanted. Yeah, right. But you have to kind of play this different persona of like you have to just let it go and yeah. and and let the editors and the and the actors and the. But also, there's two stars. things I think that are different. I mean, Jerry D's a very strong-willed person, so he's got a vision that he's going to make sure that gets out there. But also, you guys tape in Halifax, and how much of a difference do you think that is compared to like if you're filming in Toronto, where every executive could kind of get in the face and try to change things? Yeah, I think I think Jerry does a great job of. He's always said, and uh, he said this from the beginning that. If it fails, he wants it to like he wants to have made the decisions and like right. fail on his own on his own thing, and that I that's fair. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So he says, if it's shit, then it's my fault. It's shit, but it was shit because I made these decisions. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, there is a little bit of a story. I don't know if you know or not. If this is true or not. If it's just a kind of an urban legend about the show was done once, they did a pilot, it didn't get picked up. Jerry really fought for, he had a certain vision, they kind of let him redo some things, and then it was kind of more to that vision, and that's the one they picked up. That's correct. There and, were two pilots on this show, which is very rare in Canada, yeah. yes. especially, that they'll they'll remake it. So yeah, the first one was very not what he wanted, and the second right. one was more up his alley. Right, which yep. is, you know, important because, like, uh, you know, his name is on it, and like you said, if it's going to live or die, it's only going to be remembered if it lives or die for him. That's exactly right. So That's you know, exactly right. No one's going to care about little Mark Forward and what he did. It's well, true, though. No, but, I mean, in terms of whether it's successful or not, it, it, I don't think if, if the show wasn't good, no one's going to blame you. If the show is good and they like your character, that's great for you. Yeah. It's a bit of an easier spot to be as an actor than having the whole show as your name. Oh, my God. It's I, a win-win. I, yeah. I, I can't imagine the pressure of that. Yeah. I mean, we'd all love it. Uh, no. But no. No, you wouldn't no. want it? You just no. Want to I, I've, been, I've been the lead in things, and I've been fired from it, and it's a lot of pressure. I just like being the wacky guy, you know, off to the side. Maybe a couple right. episodes are about me, and that's enough. Yeah. I just like the background or the side is fine for me. I agree, actually. That's what, I really that's what like. you like for Darren? That's, no, that's not what I like for Darren. Okay. I want the Darren Frost show to come back, but... Um, no, it's I, a good pocket I, to be in. I agree. I, I like that I have a weird character on this. I yeah. like that I come and go, and I like that I'm not there for 14 hours a day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And because great. you're also writing on the show, so you're already like probably overextended in terms of the amount that yeah. that show plays on your whole life. Yeah, pretty much. I, I go away for three, four months. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and do you like Halifax? I do like Halifax in the summer. It's oh, the nice. summer, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I fucking love Halifax. <laughs> it's fun. There's Darren, you... most bars per capita, so what's not to oh, like? Oh, well, Wangacha, there you go. I know, the walk-in-sauce <laughs> walk no, sir, stats when it comes to bars. You yeah, have anyways, to walk but... far. 
And now I like that place. Um, Darren, you don't like it? It's not that I don't like it, but I mean, I've never been there for that amount of time. I mean, a, a town is great for a week or two, but you know, you, you have a you have a child, you have a wife, a yeah. month away, two months away. You know, it, it can be taxing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a long time, but right. um, you know. Um, like a town can be either, either easier on that or harder. That's kind of what I guess my point I is. I got to be honest. I rarely saw the town. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, when I wasn't writing, Well, you were like shooting, like writing and shooting like 14-hour days or like 12-hour yeah. 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 So I barely saw the town. Yeah. I saw a pub once in a while and then I went to bed. Can I ask you how much as the, You can ask me anything. This is an interview. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, I just pointed at him. So, but... Um, when you actually had your your uh, kid, what did that do in, as your in your psyche as a comic? Like, did, uh, it, did you were you like, holy shit, I got to get my shit together? Because a lot of comics can just float their way through life, and if something happens to no, fall, only their Dave lap, Martin does. Well, sorry. No, no, let's I'm, be, let's be specific about that. There's more than me. No, I think my shit together was always together. So really, it didn't alter anything. A kid did nothing to you. No. Nothing at all? <laughs> no. Okay, all right. And we're going to get this into a time capsule and play it for him when he turns 16. It meant nothing. That's Did not fine. change my life. <laughs> but you, you're in a happier place now than you probably were a couple of years ago, wouldn't you think? Yes, very much so. Very um, much so. Went kid has nothing to do with that? Um, I mean, I don't really talk about my personal Okay, that's, that's cool. Though. Okay, that's all right. No, that's fine. I just I just don't ever really do it. I don't want to talk about my personal life either, but I just yeah. took out my earrings. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a much... I'm in a much happier place in a lot of a lot of ways. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, just yeah. because obviously I wanted to bring up the article from 2010. Oh, here we go. Here, goes. Yeah. here we go. Uh, where you uh, there was an article about you wanting to stop stand-up comedy, and it's it's kind of interesting because a lot of the points you made about Vancouver are what points you made kind of in the article. Yeah. And uh, it kind of rears its ugly head every once in a while when you are playing stand-up comedy clubs. Yeah. And you know now you're two years away from this article. Where do you think you are in terms of what you put? Do you think? Um, well, what that article was for me was more of a, um, cleansing. Uh, right. That sounds really, I don't know. It's the retirement article. Bougie, bougie, but it wasn't really in a retirement article. Here's the thing. If you read the last paragraph of that article, yep. I say I have a gig in March. Right. And yeah. And yeah. I probably will never <laughs> leave doing this. But everyone sort of washes over that part. Right. And they just go, and I know a lot of comics were angry. When I wrote that article, and sure. they still are, and <laughs> I still get comments about that article. Right. Um, but to me, that article was I was retiring um, from what I did was I, I made a total change in, in what I was doing stand up wise. I was taking gigs based on just taking them. Right. And I stopped doing that. And once I stopped doing that, I, I realized that those things were the things that were, were affecting me. Like, I, I, no offense if you guys are still playing those small legions and stuff, but sure. I, just, I just realized that uh, it's not for you. Well, I don't get booked for those anyways. So. I think I do it, them every weekend. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't for me because I, I I don't think my I don't think what I do blends well with it, and um, I realized I've been fortunate enough to make money elsewhere right so why am i doing them well right. you, it was a code you found you were compromising or did you realize or think that you were compromising your act for these venues and just, yeah i was doing yeah. material that maybe i wouldn't have normally wanted to do and i was fighting with these crowds to and i just was not happy I well I, not happy. I i hosted one of the shows that you reference as being one of the breaking points uh in mississauga it was yeah. uh, rodney ramsey i believe 
you were headlining and I was hosting. Yeah. And this was the night where the Christmas tree, oh, man. and you threw a Christmas tree at an audience <laughs> member. Oh, no, you threw put just, a, you put put a Christmas where... tree in the seat that she was sitting in, <laughs> and she was hammered. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know what? If if I had to be the last guy on this show and say and just be nice and and but and not freak the fuck out, right. I would probably want to get out of this shit too. Yeah, that they was dragged my... her out, and then she was kicking rocks at a car in the yeah, parking lot. That was and... my last. That was that was that was uh, that was I think the week before after that article came out. Yeah, right. and. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I was kind of after the article came out, and I got, I got a lot of backlash from comics, and I understand that, right? Because yeah. they work really hard, and they don't, they persevere through it, and they don't want people going, "Oh, I'm coming or I'm going." I get that. Yeah, but um, I was in a frustrated place. Um, I was also frustrated because it was the first time anyone wanted me to write an article or do any press on me. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm angry." Right. Yeah. Sure, I'll do it. Um, so, yeah, that was the last night, and the woman went to the washroom, and I took the Christmas tree, and I put it in her fucking chair. <laughs> she came back, and, <laughs> and she was she pissed? she came back. She was so angry, and she didn't go, she didn't go kicking rocks, Dave. They, they called the police because she went out. She was so angry at the audience for laughing at her. Yeah. She was throwing rocks at their cars. Oh, my God. And then that night, I was like, maybe I was right to <laughs> write that article. Maybe I should just walk away. But it was one of those moments where you could be on stage, and you could just think... I'm fucking up here to sell these assholes drinks. Yeah. Like, they didn't have anything else to do. They wanted to see a show, and, and now I'm up, and it's like you do, it's like that monkey boy moment where you're sort of like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. be the fucking shill to shell sell drinks for you assholes anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the one, there's three points that I always made about the article, because I was definitely a comic that was not, did not, it's not that I didn't like the article, I understood everything that you said. Yeah. But the three points that I, I really thought was interesting was, is that at that time, people would always ask me, you know, do I find you funny, Mark, right? And what I always said is when I saw you at the alternative rooms, I loved everything you did. But whenever I saw you at uh, a Yuck Yucks or a comedy club, you didn't seem like you were having a good time. You weren't enjoying it. And it, it just didn't feel right to me. Yeah. And uh, so obviously you were frustrated. I can understand that. And then the other, the other thing is, do you, don't you feel what you do is very transgressive in nature? Transgressive, you have to. Let's, Transgressive is kind of that? like it's kind of like you're, you know, you kind of fuck with the audience. You kind of piss them off to get them back. It's kind of like that's a, it's like a being transgressive is that? Don't you yeah. kind of agree? Yeah, you kind I, of have that at times. Yeah, I yeah, Because yep. I mean, I do that too, and I'm just wondering if you if you would admit to that. Yeah. Because that's that's the other part. It's like when you're kind of a transgressive comic, some of the things that you outline here, if the comedy clubs are run were run correctly, which is a big factor, mm -hmm. probably you wouldn't be as frustrated. No. I would not be. Right. And then the final thing for me was, is the fact, and this is not your fault, it's the idea that that week the papers and the media in this city ran an article about someone thinking about retiring and not promoting something that was not retiring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And because I remember there was a couple of big comedy shows that week. I think Mike Wilmot was doing like his first theater gig and, and all this. And it's kind of like it's sad to me that the, the papers decided to, to say this instead of kind of being on a positive spin, which is kind of hypocritical because I'm a negative dude, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I totally understand. And you know what? In in retrospect, you even saying that uh, makes me kind of go, oh, yeah, that's that's 100% true. That yeah. Would, that but, been... I mean, that's not your fault. That's the media saying, look, this is what we're going to present right. this week. And, you know, you, you have no control over that. Someone asked me to write an article. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to say, hey, you should be doing it about this guy. Yeah. But the end result is... 
that's kind of what happened with it. Not yeah. not to defend the media in any way, but I know, like, I don't know how Christina or Darren or Mark finds, but do you ever, you do get frustrated sometimes with comedy, and nobody <laughs> likes to do the shows. That's where the you whole get point up, of the show. Go ahead. I know, but you get up <laughs> on stage, and, and you just, there's like those moments where you're like, hey, this is going to be a fun show, and then there's those shows where you're like, oh, this is going to be such a fucking job. Yeah. But do you ever find that when you tell that to, like, a non-comic or a civilian, as they sometimes are referred to, and they're surprised <laughs> that, well, why? But you're you're a comedian. How can you be unhappy with what you do? Yeah, it blows my mind. A lot of things that they think and feel. Um, yeah, it's a tough job. Some nights it's really it's really disheartening. Some nights and. Um, but I mean, I think in in the long run, I mean, I, I I hope this is true because I've put up with a lot of kind of shit and frustration. I think you're a better comic and maybe even a better person because of it. Because I don't, I'm not saying all of a sudden you're helping orphans on the street, but you seem to be a lot like kind of, um, I don't want to say nicer, but you know what I mean? You seem more positive spirit wise. I, uh, I am much more positive spirit wise and I'm much more out there. I, I don't think, um, I always had this misconception of me as a person that um, I was cold and a dick and all this stuff, but I just, right. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't good at being outward. I wasn't good at talking to people. And um, this whole fucking episode of my life or whatever it was just made me realize that um, there's, there's A, things that are more important and, and, and not to be so fucking angry. Yeah. Right. Just not to be so angry. But yeah, there's still dickheads out there. I don't talk to you on purpose. Do you, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> do you yeah. find I, I've, I've sort of found this that like nowadays I, you know, years ago a heckler might get me really pissed off and really angry. I'd just be like, "Fuck you, fuck all this." All you, but now it's almost like I'm more disappointed at hecklers. Yeah, it's like that sense of like it's like that parent who's like, you know, what? I'm just disappointed, you kid. I'm <laughs> yeah. not angry. I find more and more I'm coming at them with like, "I'm sorry, you're sad." Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, you're hurting. Yeah. but. I mean, the guy in Vancouver, I just kept saying, you know, it's not your fault Yeah, <laughs> from fucking uh, that movie. But, um, yeah, it, it's it, yeah, it's it's really disappointing. But there, I find it's different now, though. Yeah. Like, I find hecklers are different because I think a lot of people just don't give a flying fuck anymore. Oh, no, There's they don't. There's this self. They're pretty um, distracted. They're texting. They're on their phones. Yeah. It's self-absorbed. That it's like I should be up there too. And here's yeah. the thing too. Like if I say to someone, "Are you texting?" and they say yes, sorry, and put it away, I don't have any problem with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah of it's course. this attitude now of yeah, so <laughs> right. Then I it's lose true. my fucking shit. Right. Do you know how many followers I have? I can do this whenever I want. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna tell me. I was- <laughs> no, 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 no. I have like tens of tens of oh followers. Oh my god. So what's the future hold for Mark Ford other than season two in the summer? Is that pretty much just what's going on? Yeah, or? that's pretty much it right now. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I have no plans. I never do. I right. really don't. <laughs> You're I've keeping been... it very well together. It's not you're not freaking out or panicking about it? No. No I've good. Never, uh, I've never had goals. And um, <laughs> I know I should never say that I around know. Comedians. I'm very surprised that you would say that. What was that? I just haven't, but um, I'm always very happy of what I what I get. Yeah. I think I, right. I think I work hard for what I get, but I don't have goals. Oh, right. See, I don't work hard at all, and I don't get any goals. I don't have goals either. <laughs> so you just, what the? What wrong path am I on? I have goals, but I know I need to work harder. So I'm like no. a combination of both. I don't know. Yeah, my I'm only goal is to get my kids to age eighteen. Then a lot of people are going to die. That's my only goal. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else means nothing. Uh, and if people want to get a hold of Mark Ford, how do they do that? Other than Facebook, uh, they can get me on Twitter at, at Mark Ford underscore uh, Mark underscore, underscore forward. Have okay. you gotten any in trouble for any tweets before? Yes, I did actually. I did. What was that? 
Oh my God, very upset. Here's here's what here's a good one. Okay, before Facebook. we get out of here, tell us what you're. <gasps> yeah, we got so many questions yeah. for you. We're yeah. finishing. Here's oh. what happened on Facebook. Get into this. I did a status update. It was uh, it made reference to someone having acid on their face. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. You remember that? Yes. Okay. So, woman, not doesn't even follow me. Isn't even on Facebook. <laughs> went great. looking for me to to. She'd seen me on something and went looking for me. Saw this status update. Okay, calls my agent <laughs> and leaves a three-minute complaint <laughs> yeah. about all these women in India who have acid thrown on their face. And how could Mark make such a joke? They're like, I never referenced India. I never referenced <laughs> anything. I just referenced acid on the face. Yeah. Oh my so God. now, you, do you have to fucking research? Everything you're gonna say, you for bookings. No. You should say if you would like to throw acid on my face at the end of the show, I'll be standing right over there yeah. with a copy of my DVD and CD to sell. It's just I mean, she's not even on fucking Facebook. That's, yeah. yeah, the level of energy that took. She had to find your name, then find your agent, then call your agent. But how'd she even hear hear about it in the first place? She, I, I guess if you if you Google someone, acid. then sometimes on the Google this this status update will come up. So oh, it, she Googled like acid in the face and no, Mark forward. <laughs> she Googled. Mark forward, and then the first thing I guess came up was me talking about (laughs) people with acid in their face. Oh man, sad thing is, like, if I ever met her, god, wouldn't you throw acid in her face? (laughs) (laughs) That'll teach you, that'll teach you. you. Move to India, all right. (laughs) Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you coming by, guys. Yay, Mark. Big fan of the show. Love Terry D. Awesome show. Check him out. All over the world, Mark Forward. Still waiting for the bestiality videos to get their own category at the Adult Video Awards. This is Anything Goes with Aaron Frost and Dave Martin.